Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. Let's have a little fun here with uh, with this segment, and we'll call this the seven deadly sins of financial planning. And uh, we'll, I'll go through those. We'll see if we can get through all seven. I don't know if we will, but we'll try. You know, we shouldn't just avoid these in our personal life. I think we all are familiar with these, but maybe you can take us on a financial slant with some of these, Eric, and give us some things to think about. For example, if we were talking about pride, a lot of times we would say, you know, if you're thinking about pride in your life, you say, well, I shouldn't be too prideful. Don't be, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, what about financial? How can we be prideful and financial and not get, uh, you know, too far with that? Well, I think for pride when it comes to finances would be um, not being able to admit that you need help. Okay, that's a good one, yeah. Because everyone thinks that all it is is about just a return on your assets. And although that is an important factor, it's not the only factor, and return is not going to – I mean, it can be successful. If you can make – everything looks great at 12%. Sure, right, <laughs> you know, sure, There's yeah. no plan this isn't. But it's the you know the tax issues that come around, um, the impact on, on withdrawals on your portfolio, especially when it's subject to risk, right. all those types of things. The thing is you, you go to most people for – other things in your life that you need help on, you know, electric electricians, right, or plumbers. Sure, or yeah. We were just, you those, and I were just talking about con- uh, contractors. Yeah, right. So we turn to people that because they have a specialty in that area. But from a retirement planning standpoint or investment standpoint, we all think, and this is part of Wall Street does it this way, is they teach you, well, you can do this, you can do this on your own, you sure. know, with all the computer technology and you know, internet and all this kind of stuff. You can sit there at your desk and make the same investment choice that your broker can. Right, and that's true. You can get the same investments. It's the advice that person's able to bring to the table that's what you're really paying for so a lot of people they come in they're like well i'm i'm pretty good on my investments i've done a great job it's like well that's fine we're, we're not here to tell you you haven't done a good job but i'm here to add value going forward right we want to establish right, right, relationships right. and so the pride is a big one that people have to kind of understand that sometimes this is out of your specialty is it kind of like uh, asking for directions are, are us guys usually more <laughs> guilty of not asking for help oh, oh absolutely because yeah. they think if i'm if i'm looking for help that i'm lacking in this area yeah well you can't that, i mean we all can't know everything right correct correct yeah. and sometimes you know the thing is too at retirement what would you rather do would you rather spend your yeah. time looking at spreadsheets exactly. and your account, or would you rather <laughs> take your spouse on a nice cruise or yeah. take a walk and you know enjoy this time that you have and let someone else worry about your money? Yeah, get up, do your exercises, take your dog for a walk, work in your garden, you know, y- you know, yada yada yada, right? Versus, right. well, let me get up, you know, and do my routine, and now I got to look at spreadsheets. So that's right. a good, that's a good point. And then uh, you know, at two in the afternoon, there's some bad news, and all of a sudden the market's yeah, dropping yeah, by yeah. 400 points, and you're like, oh my god, you know, we well, can't let me go look, yeah. 
we got we got to split a meal tonight because we don't have enough money <laughs> as opposed to both enjoying your dinner. All right, all right. So that's pretty good for pride. Let's move on to uh, another deadly sin of financial planning: envy. Um, this one's got to be pretty easy because just like in regular aspect of life, we get envious of uh, you know maybe our neighbor's car and we want a car like his uh, or hers. Same kind of thing, right? We got to not do that. Don't keep up with the Joneses, yet. yeah. Because exactly. it can, it can. You know, the thing in retirement is once the money, once you spent it, it's very hard to replace because you're not working. Yeah. You know, while, while you're working, let's say you want you bought a nice car. Well, then you could work harder or even take on a second job, something to pay for something like that. Right. In retirement, when you buy something or spend a large amount of money on something, trying to keep up with the Joneses, guess what? You just took it out of your portfolio. Well, Very hard it, to go back and earn it again. It, it seems like in this category for re- pre-retirees, retirees, it's it's about rate of return sometimes, right? Well, my neighbor says he's getting X rate of return and I'm not, you know, or something like that. And, and it right. may be totally different points in what you're, you may be weighted different, right? You may be, that person may be closer or farther away from retirement. That could change a lot of things. The risk profile could be totally different yeah, than what you're exactly. comfortable with. Yeah. Also, People, just like gamblers, always talk about the winnings and well, talk true. about yeah. the losses, yeah. right? Yeah. They may be up for right now, but if you look historically or maybe look over the last two years, maybe they're just breaking even, where you may be up. You may be only earned 4%, but the year when it went down, you didn't lose anything. So the thing is, if an account goes up, goes down by 30%, right? So think about this equation. Negative 30 plus 43 equals zero. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense, <laughs> right? Right, right. But if your portfolio suffers a 30% loss, you have to make a 43% gain the right. next year or the next time in order to get back to get even. Get back to even, yeah. So this person says, well, I'm up 43%. Well, what did you lose the year before? If it was down 30, guess what? They broke even. Now, let's take that equation. Let's eliminate the loss. Let's change that to a zero. And instead of the 43, let's say it's a plus 10. Okay. Now, you say, I'm only up 10%. Your neighbor says, I'm up 43, but you didn't lose when it went down. Guess what? You are further ahead. Yeah, right. Okay. So just be careful with that. That's where envy, you know, you need to work your plan, come up with a plan for you because each plan is individualized and make sure that you're getting the rate of return that you need to make your plan work. Yeah, that's where we get that kind of keeping up with the Joneses mentality sometimes. Okay, so we're doing the seven deadly sins of financial planning with Eric Peterson, 515-226-1500. Wrath, uh, this one could be pretty easy, getting ticked off at the market or lots of things, right? Or ticked off at your job and you okay, quit prematurely. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, That's a good one. You know, basically ticked off at anything. You know, I always think about when I get angry at something like that. I always go back to the Beatles song, Let It Be. And, <laughs> you know, I just kind of said to my hum that to myself a little bit. And, and it does work out. You know, in the heat of the moment, though, it's very easy to be wrathy. It's very easy to be angry at something. Sure. But you have to look at uh, long-term well, yeah. consequences of your of I like your the idea you mentioned about uh, leaving a job. Yeah, I mean, we could get pretty fed up. Maybe we, you know, pull the retirement pin sooner than we actually should. And now you got to think about, you know, do you have enough assets to, you know, live off of and all that kind of stuff. Right. And also, if you want to go back to work sometimes and you left on a bad basis yeah, and they want to call for a recommendation or something like that, God, no, I wouldn't call there. Um, I Although I don't know the what the way terms. the rules are nowadays. You can't say anything negative anyway. So True. True. Um, all he said is he was here or they they were there. Yeah, they were here. They, from the they start. were here. Yeah. Yep. All right. Greed. This one's. This one has got to be. There's a million places to go with greed. Whatever it is. I mean, you could even just see back to where we said chasing the Joneses or whatever. But there's a lot of places where. Well, this current market is full of greed, right, Eric? Because you got people saying, "Well, man, it's still going good. Let me kind of eke out a little bit more." 
Yeah, and or chasing the latest fad, you right, know, getting yeah. in, trying to get on an IPO and things like that. You know, sometimes if you think about an IPO, I was thinking about this because I was I was listening to some podcasts on my way back from Iowa City after just picking up uh, Peanut because she was she was staying at my daughter's for a couple of weeks while we were gone. But you know, think about an IPO. What it is, there's a company that is going to go public. Now, the people that invest in that company are typically like venture capitalists or things like that. So they've put in their money. Now, the only way they can monetize that is to sell it off to the public. Okay. okay. So they are looking for a big payday. So sometimes a lot of the hype has gone into that where people are saying, oh, I want a piece of this because, you know, a lot of it is smoke and mirrors. Then all of a sudden, that IPO retrenches. The value of that company comes down because now everyone can go in and see the books. That's the thing about an IPO. Now it's a public company, so they right, can see right. everything. So the one right now, and it's making a lot of headlines, is this company called WeWork. And actually, it's not going to IPO this year because all of a sudden, the prospectus that went out ahead of the IPO, people were able to see that and go, wait a minute, how's this company making money? You know, And it was valued huge. And all of a sudden, they're not even going to IPO because now they can't get the value that they want. Now, they were trying to monetize it, right? The venture capitalists are trying to monetize it. So sometimes, being greedy, chasing an IPO, it just might be a lot of hype. You know, sound investments are a little bit better. Think companies that have been around that are still working, still doing well, you know, have increases in earnings, have increases in dividends, or have increases in sales, that kind of stuff is what we want to look for. So fundamentals, go back to fundamentals, only risk, only be, you know, greedy on things that you don't mind losing. Okay. Like going to Vegas, yep. only take what you're willing to lose. Exactly. Same with investing in kind of IPOs or things that are uh, very risky in nature. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we've talked about many times, we have email questions, people saying how I have way too much in company stock or, uh, you know, I'm chasing down Bitcoin is hot fat or whatever. Same kind of thing. Oh, so, yeah. Where, where's all the Bitcoin people now? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or cryptocurrencies now. Yeah. They're, they're still trying to recover from yeah, that big yeah. bubble. So, be, again, make it uh, that, that money that you can afford to uh, you know take a few chances with. That's your kind of fun money, if you will. All right. Sloth. So, if greed is one that... It definitely pulls a lot of us down. So is sloth. And in this case, I would just call that just straight procrastination. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. if you think about retirement planning, a lot of people think it's insurmountable, right? It's just too much to to deal with. You know, I, I don't want to face the numbers, that kind of thing. And I talk about this in my classes, too. You know, the easiest way to eat an elephant is <laughs> so one, one, one bite, bite at a time. time. Yeah. So retirement planning is the same way. You know, you think it's insurmountable, but once you take that first step, once you get the first, you know, momentum going, it becomes a lot easier. And then once you have a plan in place, it's like bringing water up from a well. You know, you got to work really hard at that well. But once you have it going, it's very, very easy to keep the water flowing. The same thing with getting a plan in place. It takes a lot of work at the beginning to really kind of get everything set. But once it's set, once it's created, it's pretty easy then to update numbers and to see if you're on target, those kinds of things. That's what people love about our process. It does take quite a number of meetings at the beginning. But once it's established, ongoing meetings are you know relatively you know small in nature, and it's more fun at that time. All we're really doing is updating spending numbers, updating their current numbers, looking at risk, making some tweaks to their portfolios, and then, of course, looking at tax strategy. So yeah. getting that initial one done, that's the heavy lifting. But once that's done, that's a burden off your shoulders. It's really incredible how people react once they've gone through the process and become clients and have a plan in place. 
how they feel once they retire. Let's do gluttony because uh, we did we did uh, pride, envy, wrath, greed, sloth. So we've got gluttony and lust left. So let's hit gluttony first. What could we take oh, from financial? Save, save the best for last. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, gluttony would be uh, you know just like you shouldn't eat too much food, have too much of one thing. You really shouldn't have too much um, of one particular type of stock. You, it really comes down to diversification. The prime example of gluttony, uh, if you want to look back in history, just look at Enron. You know, right, um, yeah. the company was just going gangbusters, the hottest thing on Wall Street. So all the employees wanted a piece of the action. And every time they looked at their statements, they were getting, you know, they're like, I can retire at 45 because this thing is just going to the moon and uh, the world is just great. They never looked yeah. at, okay, <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> laws of gravity. What goes up sometimes comes down. And also no one knew uh, behind the books, uh, you know, or what, right. how they were cooking their books and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what happened when that collapsed is not only the people lost their revenue stream from their employer because the company went out, but they also lost all of their retirement plan. That was being gluttonous, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, too much of one thing. You need proper diversification amongst your asset classes, proper diversification amongst your investments. And that's what fiduciaries do. Someone in my position tries to show you is, hey, let's take a look at what happens in the worst of times. Stress test your portfolio. And if your portfolio doesn't make it, then you need to make some changes. You need to understand, and it's hard to do right now because with the market being up, it's been almost straight up since the bottom of it in 2009, and the alternatives aren't attractive, right? You can't get much interest rate on CDs or savings accounts or right. bonds. So it's understanding the different asset classes and how they can work for you and how you can protect some of your money. But, yeah, it's just staying too much of one thing. Uh, that's being gluttonous. Well, and if you want to break it down, folks, to something that might make more sense to you in some ways and not just the diversification, because I know we say that all the time, but we do tend to see people who fall in love with the idea of having mutual funds, uh, for example. And you may have, well, I've got nine mutual funds, so I'm diversified. Well, you're not, more than likely. Right. You got a lot of overlap, you know, and there are probably a lot of large cap and all that kind of stuff. Same kind of idea. Right. Absolutely. OK. Absolutely. So it's it's, you know, just because you have nine different things, things, you know, I got nine different things in my basket, but they all be the same thing. Exactly. At the end of the day, when you start looking <laughs> in there, uh, you've got, you know, Coca-Cola like nine times, you know, right. or whatever. So, yeah. Right. OK. So then lust. Um, last one, uh, obviously, one that can be kind of fun, <laughs> depending on what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but when it comes to this, I would say, is that number chasing, maybe? Right. Or make sure you have realistic goals. OK. You know, right. uh, you know, people, they. I, I've had people come in, they have not saved very much for retirement, and they have these very lofty goals of retirement, and then, right. okay. you know, the opposite end of the spectrum, right, people that have the money to have these lofty goals, and they're quite content just, you know, kind of hanging around on the house. So, if, if you have these expectations for retirement, just make sure that you're on a path to save enough to be able to provide that for you. Gotcha. You know, the, the 4% rule is a kind of an easy one to judge. If you look at your retirement assets and say, hey, I can maybe take 4% of those against uh, to provide income to me. But remember, that's you have to count for taxation in that. So it's not all 4% you get to spend. I call that a rule of thumb, and rule of thumb is a starting point for a conversation around planning. But um, you know, you can't if you're if you're looking to take you know seven, eight, nine, ten percent off of your retirement assets. That's a lot, and you're going to have a tough time. So that's where you don't want to be too lustful about what you want to do in retirement. Set okay. realistic yeah. expectations, but also understand that there's going to be kind of three stages. Um, if you will, there's going to be some go-go years, some slow-go years, and unfortunately, some no-go years in retirement. So right. yeah. those first few years, you might be a little lustful, to use that term, because <laughs> you're going to be doing a lot of things, traveling when you got the vitality to yeah. be able to do it. to see the world or whatever. Yeah. Right. 
Right. So, I mean, don't don't curtail that. Don't say, okay, if I retire at 55 or 60 and we're just going to surround the house. No, that's the time that you can do these things. But realize that in your 70s, you're probably not going to be doing all those things. Um, in your 80s, probably your, you know, unfortunately, your calendar is going to be full of maybe right. doctor's appointments. But yeah. just, you know, you want to plan for a decrease in lifestyle, but you just want to make sure that you got money all year. And that's what our planning process does for people. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready. Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.